to the podcast, everyone. Uh, my name is Frank Lauris, and I am your friend in Iceland. Now, today, a couple of really uh, exciting topics. Uh, the 17th and the 21st of June sound like a couple of ordinary days, but 17th of June is a really important day in Iceland. It is Iceland's Independence Day. And just like the 4th of July in the United States, it's a day to be proud of your country, proud of yourself, uh, proud of your flag. You know, and if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, you see the flag hanging up there, um, and I'm and my backdrop is a map of the country of Iceland, and you can see that little red dot behind me right there. That is Reykjavik on that southwestern peninsula. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all that. Now, for for you folks <laughs> uh, just listening on the podcast, 17th of June, Independence Day. So in the United States, we celebrate with fireworks and, uh, and, and, and going out, being outside, grilling, being with people we love. And, you know, you go to parades, uh, you go to speeches and things like that. Well, they do the same thing in Iceland, except for the fireworks part. Everything else, there's a parade, there are speeches downtown. People are with their loved ones. They're out, you know, in the countryside. They're out, you know, and doing, doing fun things. And there's a flag involved always. You'll see Icelandic flags everywhere. Just like in the U.S. on the 4th of July, you see flags everywhere, right? So, and this, this 17th of June, it, the weather was beautiful. I mean, the sun was shining all day. It was about 55 degrees, I want to say, around 50, 55-ish. Um, anyways, it was a beautiful day. It really was. It was a good time to be alive, a good time to be free, and a good time to be outside. So, same thing with the 21st of June. Now, the, what's so important about the 21st of June? Well, it's the summer solstice, and it's the longest day of the year. Now, I give my wife a hard time because her birthday is on the 21st of June. Every year, longest day of the year, her birthday. Now, I got a cheat code I can't ever forget. At any rate, love you, babe. 21st of June, longest day of the year. So, what happens on that day? All right, well, the sun is high in the sky, and it goes down to the horizon. It stays there for a couple of hours, and then it goes right back up. All right, and it's dusk in, in between. So um, now let's just skip back to the, the 17th of June for a second. Soit down to uni. That's how you say it in Icelandic, and it's a great day for, all, for everybody in the family. Everybody goes downtown, or they go out to the countryside, like I said. And, and it's great, and it's a great time. Um, now, about Iceland's independence, it happened on June 17, 1944. And just before that, Iceland was sort of, uh, they had their autonomy from Denmark, but then they had full sovereignty from Denmark on the 17th of June, 1944. And as you know, World War II was going on at that time. And what else was going on was, you know, Germany had invaded Denmark, and Denmark was rule. It was the ruler of Iceland, and England said, "Hey, Iceland, you know, we don't want the same thing to happen to you because, for for England, you know, Iceland is just is just right in their backyard. You know, Iceland is halfway between the U.S. and 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 England, and they don't want Germany on both sides of them. They they already got them on one side over there, on the other, just right next door to Denmark." They don't need them on the, on the other door, you know, at Iceland. So it would give them also a strategic advantage in the war. Uh, at any rate, uh, there was a friendly invasion. Uh, the British came to Iceland, and they were not met with any resistance. And um, 
So they set up camp, they uh, set up bases, uh, they immediately like disabled all the you know communication and they redid everything. They built the air the, the airport that is there, the international airport that's in Keplovic, which if you're watching on YouTube is at the tip of this peninsula right here, 45 minutes away from Reykjavik. That's another story. Um, well, they built a base there and then also a little bit further north in Qualfjord, they built a base there as well. And then of course they had stations all around uh, all around Iceland. So they, they were protect Iceland was protected on all sides. And Iceland is still protected on all sides. So you had the British military and you had the United States military in Iceland from right from during uh, World War II um, up until 2006. And that's when the Americans officially left. But unofficially, you know, you know Iceland is part of NATO. And fun fact, Iceland is the only country that is part of NATO that doesn't have any Air Force, Army, Navy, Marines, or Space Force. Doesn't have any of those, any of those uh, military aspects, but we are, Iceland is a part of NATO. And you'll hear me say we when I refer to Iceland, you'll hear me say we when I refer, refer to the United States because I am a dual citizen. I am half Icelandic and half American, so I enjoy the best of both worlds. And so I say we when I'm talking about both countries. I was born that way. I can't help it. Um, 17th of June, great, you know, so big Big shout out to England for stepping in there back back during World War II, and uh, big shout out to the United States of America for uh, having the base and just you know providing security for all these years. And you know now Iceland has uh, is is flying on its own. You know we you know, Iceland doesn't need the, to have the the military presence here any longer. Iceland does have a coast guard. Okay, and the only war that Iceland has ever been a part of was the Cod War, and people, Icelandic people, will tell you about the Cod War, and you know, and that was against England. You know, they, you know, they were in, they were uh, encroaching on Iceland's fishing, you know, so their trawlers were coming into Icelandic territory where Icelanders were fishing, and Icelanders were not having that. You know, it's like, yeah, thanks a lot for you know building your bases over here and everything like that, provide security, but you can't have our fish. <laughs> you cannot have the fish. So during those cod wars, uh, you know, the Icelanders they won. You know, Iceland won that that war. They sunk some. Uh, they sunk some uh, British uh, ships, and you know that's a whole nother you know story in itself. So I'll digress on that story, but. It's a it's it is a fun fact. The only war that Iceland was ever in was a was over fish, and Iceland won. So there, I said it. <laughs> um, so now the seventeenth of June, great day. Uh, it was a great day. The weather was awesome. Um, I uh, when I'm not doing tours, I uh, also drive a bus, so I was working that day, so I wasn't able to go downtown and and check out all the festivities. But you know. It's there in the heart. Now, the 21st of the June, the 21st of the June, okay, the 21st of June, the longest day, all right? So that's when, like, the high, the sun is high in the sky, goes to the horizon, comes comes right back up after a couple of hours. You know, it's uh, it's a great time. Now, that leads me into uh, a couple of questions. Now, there are questions that people always ask. There's a couple of things that people tend to know about Iceland, all right? Firstly, they say, is it true that Iceland is green and Greenland is ice? That's a fact that most people 
wherever they get it from, it's true. Basically, it is true. Iceland is green. Greenland is ice. Um, and that is due in part because they're, you know, geographically, they're right next to each other. And as a matter of fact, Iceland is, is situated just a little bit like um, not further north than Greenland, but, you know, it like further north than Greenland's southern tip, if that makes sense. Just look at it on the map and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> now, Iceland is just one, uh, excuse me, Greenland is one big block of ice. Now, the reason why Iceland has moderate weather is because of the Gulf, the Gulf Stream. So that that blast of warm water, that's, you know, that's that current that's coming from the Gulf of Mexico all the way up north. And it goes around the tip of Greenland and it goes around Iceland and just massages Iceland's coast with warm water and it makes the air warmer it makes the climate more moderate and it goes that gulf stream goes all the way over to i believe like towards like ireland and ireland has similar weather and ireland and england uk and they all have similar weather and then you have beyond that you have like norway and sweden where it's like really cold right over there anyways uh kind of same you know you know they get moderate weather wherever that gulf stream goes you know that's where you have that moderate um air and then you have and the reason why iceland has such uh weather that changes so rapidly you know you get this extreme weather and it just you know it you know like one day it's great the next day it's like storming and it's because of the mix of the air you got that arctic air and then you have that warm water just like in the like in the Gulf of Mexico, and you have hurricane season in Florida because you have that super warm water, you know, in the Gulf of Mexico, and then you have when the cold air comes down from the north, that's when you get hurricanes. So we get <clears throat> here in Iceland storms like that. They're not called hurricanes; they're just called storms. Tropical force winds. Sometimes you get up to like hurricane force winds, but you know. Here in Iceland, things are different, you know, like traffic lights are on poles. They're not hanging from wires. You know, things are, all the wires are buried except for the cross-country power lines. <clears throat> so Iceland is, is, is a little bit more set up for those things. Now, <clears throat> another question that people tend to ask is about the day and night. It's like, oh man, how do you get used to it being daylight all the time in the summertime and you know, and dark all the time in winter. <clears throat> well, there is a transition. June 21st is the longest day. After that day, all the days after are getting a couple of minutes shorter every single day until you get to the shortest day in December. So when you get to that shortest day in December, you know, then the days start, you know, a couple of minutes a day getting longer again. So now those two extremes is when you have all the daylight and all the nighttime and then everything else in between is like a is a daylight day night day night you know process and just you know you're leading up to you know it's just going up to that longest day and then going and then leading up to the the shortest day so there are people that put tinfoil on their windows they used to anyways i used to hear about people that would put tinfoil on their windows to black out you know to you know so they can have complete darkness in the summertime but nowadays they make you know the you know blackout curtains and and people that need you know complete darkness 
you know, they find ways, you know, you either have the blackout curtains or I've never seen tinfoil on a window here in the 20 years I've been coming back and forth to Iceland. Uh, but that's, a, a, I, I heard that the guys on base used to do it. My dad would say that he'd seen it when he was a chief, he would, you know, they, they let, he let the men do it. You know, they're like, hey, we need, you know, they, they need to be able to sleep, you know, and they're not used to, you know, you get stationed in a land where it's daylight all the time in the summer and you're just not used to it, you know. But after a while, you do get used. I, I got used to it, so like it doesn't bother me at all. Um, another way is just use uh, a, a sleep mask. You know, you just cover your eyes, and sometimes uh, I'll do that. I, I let my blinds down, and if there's still too much light, I'll just cover my eyes with a little sleep mask, and uh, I'm good to go. That's a question that people ask about the day night. You know, and then people know about the. You know, they've heard about the uh, the the volcano that went up in 2010. It was either 2000, I think it was 2010, uh, called Eyjafjallajökull. That is a really hard word to say for anybody who doesn't speak Icelandic. Even for some people, it's a tongue twister. You know, if you say it three times fast, Eyjafjallajökull. <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now. But it's three words uh, pushed together. So Eya meaning island, Fjatla meaning mountain, and Jokul meaning glacier. So island, glacier, mountain. Uh, what happened with that volcano, when it erupted, it just it shot ash up into the air, like, you know, miles into the air. And then you couldn't, you know, these commercial uh, airlines couldn't fly over Iceland because Iceland, as I said earlier, is right between, is, is midway between between Europe and, and, and like New York, Boston, or the East Coast of the United States. None of those planes could travel because if the, if the planes fly through that ash, they would crash. All right, and I didn't mean to rhyme when I said that. Yeah, so if an airplane flies through that, it would clog up the jet engine and it would just plummet. It interrupted international air travel. So that was one thing that brought a lot of eyes to Iceland at that time, you know, and... You know, so people would ask, like, well, what, you know, like, what was the deal with that? And so that was basically the deal, you know, sent up ash, disrupted air travel. Now, we had another couple of volcanoes that went up in the last couple of years. So one that went up uh, this year, uh, 2023, and excuse me, uh, last year, 2022, and the year before, 2021. So you had these uh, uh, these volcanoes that went up, and um, now this time it just spewed lava, you know, so it was just, like, ooze and lava and you could you could get down there and it wasn't very volatile the only really danger uh about going to see these uh volcanic events is the gas so it's poisonous gas that's coming out of the earth at the same time you know if you wear a mask you'll be fine nobody i brought my mask with me when i went out there but i never i never had to use it <clears throat> you could smell the sulfur out there you know it, it was uh you know i didn't see a single person wearing a mask out there i did hear that some people complained about breathing problems after after visiting that volcano maybe they <clears throat> got too close i was cautious i did the 2 hour hike out there and I, I you know i got all my pictures i saw it i could feel the heat from the lava and I, I kept my distance. I had my drone out there. I had a couple. I got a couple of drone shots. I took some photos, and the rest of it just went right here into the memory bank. And I just, you know, just just took it in while I was there, and then did the uh, two hour two hour hike back. Man, it was it was a treacherous day. So people ask about those. You know, those are questions like normal questions I get. So. 
And like I said, um, I don't know if I mentioned that at the outset of this uh, outset of this podcast. Um, I have your emails, the emails that have been sent, and I have some questions. I'm just not reading them on this podcast. So my next podcast, I'm going to read questions, and so we're going to go into that. And uh, I do have one story. Somebody gave me a story um, about here in Iceland, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to talk about that. So. Yeah, so that's what it's all about, and um, yeah, so 21st and the 20, uh, 21st of June and uh, the 17th of June, this is a great time to be here. Of course, you can come here any, any time of year. Any time of year is a good time to be in Iceland. Always a great time to come to Iceland, really is. Uh, I do private one-on-one consultation, so if you're serious about coming to Iceland, you just reach out to me, and I'd be glad to help you recommend places to go things to do and see you know where to stay how to break your trip up in 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 pieces so you can see the entire island how long how long you should stay so a lot of things to talk about um and it's you know if you're a savvy traveler you know the more you can never over plan your trip you can plan it down to to each minute we're not i don't want your trip to be boring in that sense but absolutely reach out to me because I'm in the know. I am your friend in Iceland. Now my, I'll tell you, for example, my wife and I, we went to Burgundy and the gentleman that did all the tours for us was an Icelandic man and who lives in, in France. What better person than somebody that we knew that also lived where we were going to do the tours. It was a no-brainer. We had the best time we could ever. That's a that's a, one of the most memorable trips that I can I you know I could do another podcast about that, but it has nothing to do with Iceland except for it was an Icelandic guy who did the tour. At any rate, reach out to me. I would love to help you with your trip to Iceland. And again, thank you for listening um, on on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Uh, hit the notification button, please. Uh, if you like this. Show it by hitting the like button. Tell a friend you have a friend in Iceland. Uh, We'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much. I just want to send a special thank you to the people that are supporting the podcast. I'm beginning to see the needle move. So continue to send your emails and continue to support the podcast in any way you can. And right now is tell a friend that you have a friend in Iceland. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. We'll see you next time.